our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text this morning is based on, the sermon is based on the text from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. Please be seated. I don't know about you, but one of the things that always disturbed me during the special holiday season, on Christmas time and Easter, there's so much anticipation. Oh, you look forward to it. And it, it, it's, it's there, and then just, it's gone, isn't it? The wrappings are probably all tra- trashed and put out at the, at the curb. And Christmas is just another piece of history. Well, if you look at the title to the sermon this morning, it's probably an old, old one for you. And that is, Baptism and Christmas. And as I thought about this text, the more I thought about it, I said, yeah, they are connected. And we don't often think that way. For baptism, there's anticipation, isn't it? Of the child, of the baby, whatever. And when I put down the, the comparisons between baptism and Christmas, I came up with some of these things. Anticipation, exciting event, the giving of gifts, family involvement, visible elements. It's an exciting time, but only is there for a temporary and a letdown afterward. Now, why does there have to be a letdown? Have you ever wondered about that? Why is there a letdown? That, you know, the, the holiday season is over now. We've got to start another year again, don't we? But there, there is a, a great connection between the two. What is the message of baptism? Come. What is the message to you about baptism? Pardon? New life in Christ? Okay, anything else? I got one for you. In baptism, you are connected to the Heavenly Father. Think about that. It's the truth, isn't it? You were baptized into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now, many of us probably don't remind, uh, remember that because we were too small. Maybe a little baby when you were baptized. My father, from uh, background in Reformed uh, religion, he would not allow me to be baptized until I was 12 years old, you know, the age of consent. You understand that? And I was baptized, if my memory serves me correctly, and joined church at the same time. Now, when I was in active ministry, many parents used to ask me, well, when should I have my child be baptized? And I said, ASAP, before you leave the hospital. And then have a renewal of those vows in the church. Why would I say that? What is so important about baptism? It's that God comes to you and to me in the whole, with the Holy Spirit, and we're washed clean with water, which symbolizes the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I need that every day, don't we? You and I need that freedom that we receive through our baptism. And as I said earlier, We are connected to the Heavenly Father, and that is so important for our lives. Baptism 
unfortunately, is not touted as something that we do in our early life. Should we remember our baptism every day? We should, shouldn't we? Because what, what do we just do right before we took the offering? We confess our sins to God the Father, and he has forgiven us, and now we have a new life in Jesus Christ with the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, about Christmas. What can we say about Christmas? Is it a special day? Yes. It's a very special day because in, in, in the Christmas message, we are told that God has come into this world. He came into this grimy, dirty world to do what? To save us, right? And only he can do that. Was it Ben Franklin one, one year tried to uh, get across to the people that he could keep the Ten Commandments? I mean, I told you this before, but it's very, uh, very apropos today. And he started with number one. After about two weeks, he said, I got this one licked. Now I go on to number two. About a day or so, when he was in number two, guess what was happening in number one? He fell back into the same old way. And you see, we can't do anything about our baptism, I mean, about our, our sinful nature. There's nothing we can do. Because everything we do is tainted by our, our, our sins. The sins of, of knowledge and sins of, sins of no knowledge. We can do nothing. And so God has to step into this, this world through a little baby who was baptized in the River Jordan. Well, about five years ago when we were in Israel, we, went, we, we passed by this, this one place where the Jordan was available, and we baptized each other. Now, that wasn't necessary, but it was a reminder of what baptism does for you and, and does for me. To be baptized in the Jordan River, just like Jesus was, is something very special. How many, have you ever done that? How many? Me, my wife, and I are the only ones? Okay, you were there, weren't you? It's a great joy in it. Because it, it, it takes us back 2,000 years ago when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. You think Christmas was thought about at that time? I doubt it. I'm sure you've seen uh, signs around the villages. Jesus is the reason for the season. You see, in order for us to have the blessings that God has available for us through our baptism, what has to happen first? You have to have the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Because it is only because of Jesus that we can come to the Father through baptism. So the thought here is, if, if it wasn't for Christmas, could we have baptism? Probably not. Because it wouldn't be available to us. At Christmas time, we remember our Father giving us the greatest gift he could give to us. Who is it? Hallmark? What's their, their saying? When you want to send... Help me out. 
when you want to send the best. To send the very best. That's right. That is correct. You're right. Thank you for reminding me. But is that what God did at Christmas time? Yes. He did it through a little baby. And you know, I, I know if, if, if I'd have had to come up with a, with a plan like this, I'd have fallen flat on my face. But God knew what he was doing. The Father knew he had to come into this world through his son Jesus Christ in order to take you and me into his kingdom of heaven. That had to happen first. So you see, without Christmas, there would be no baptism. God's love is so strong for you and me that he, he did this for each of us as individual people. If you've ever been to Bethlehem, they, uh, you know, we, we, we have this, this thought uh, that's been passed on to us that it was a stable that Jesus was, was born. But when, when you go into Bethlehem, you, you realize and you see it, it's full of caves. There's a lot of caves around Bethlehem. And there's a belief that he, Jesus was born in a, in a cave. Now, does that, make, does that make any difference between a cave and a, and a stable? No. Jesus could have been born anywhere. But the Father chose this insignificant place called Bethlehem for him to step into this world to be like us, yet without sin, and to have the cross facing Jesus Christ. See, Jesus knew right from the beginning what his end was going to be on the cross. He knew that. And yet he did it with all the pain, the suffering that Jesus did. He still had his eyes focused on the cross because of you and you. God gave us that special gift to enjoy. And now, just for a brief microsecond, we were sinless when you heard those, those words of joy, that your sins are forgiven. But then what happened to the next microsecond? We're right back where we were before. So we need that special gift. And when, when you leave the worship service today, I want you to keep in mind that Christmas and baptism go together. They go together because God not only stepped into this world, but he gave us the ability. He gave us the, the only way to, for him, the only way for us to, to have heaven in our sight is to know Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. That's what's most important. Christmas and baptism and the cross are all yours. Amen. May that peace of God that is beyond all understanding, may he always, through his Holy Spirit, keep us mindful of him coming into this world as a little baby to grow, to live our life that we are to live, to, to die on a terrible cross, but most of all, to rise again, that we may be with him in heaven.